Let Eurovision Queens begin! Welcome to Eurovision Queens, a podcast exploring and celebrating the glory that is the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Andy. Let's do away with prejudice. Don't discriminate. Tolerance is bliss. We've got to get together on this. Cross this problem off our list. (laughs) And I'm Ryan, and I may stutter when I speak, but you don't need to call me a freak. It's not trigonometry. Inside, we're the same. That was hard. Yeah, I think I got I got the easy the, the easy lines. Those words don't all naturally go together. They do in the song. <laughs> it's not trigonometry. Inside we're the same. Anyway, that's for later. Mm. Much Put a later. Pin in that. <laughs> Actually not much later. <laughs> song two, to be precise. Hello. Welcome back to Eurovision Queens. How are you doing? Mm, we took a little bit of a break by accident. Yeah, it just kind of happened, didn't it? We were like Oh, we should record tonight. Oh, we can't record tonight. Oh, and then, oh, too late. Yeah, and then we ended up in all places at a folk festival. Yeah, we did. So very un-Eurovision-y for us. It was, and it was a nice different experience, but we found ourselves um, yearning for a bit of Euro-gorgeousness, didn't we, on the way back? Yeah. Well, I think we listened to it on the way there as well, didn't we? What? Eurovision? Did we? Probably. Maybe we didn't. <laughs> it was it was a vast desert of no Eurovision music, which was very odd. Yeah. In other news, we still have not got accommodation in Malmo. So <laughs> we know we have some listeners in Malmo, so don't be shy. We're clean, nice boys, and we'd love to stay with you in your apartment. Um, <laughs> slash... Um, house slash mansion. Yeah. Whatever, really. Yeah. But your Duolingo is trolling you at this point, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. This week on Duolingo, let me tell you, it's like the people at Duolingo know that Malmo has been chosen as the host city <laughs> because they're like, the last, the sentences I've had to translate are like, things like, um, there are only three bakeries in Malmo. <laughs> and Malmo is a bit like a small village and all this stuff. And it's like, Wow. Someone has been messing with it. Someone's been hurt by Malmo. Well, by the decision, I think. <laughs> it's all its all about... To get to Malmo, you need to go over the bridge from Copenhagen. So it's even giving us advice on where we should be staying. Mm-hmm. And in fact, listening to the Second Cherry podcast, they were saying that it's better to stay in Copenhagen because there's more going on. But one of them did... I think Monty did say that... It's less fun if you have to go back on the train in the morning, like at 5.30 in the morning or something. And yeah, having to go all that way back. So I don't know what we're going to do. If you live in Copenhagen and you listen to the podcast, (laughs) we're nice, clean, good boys. Mm -hmm. Are we good boys? We do our dishes. We do our dishes. We don't smell. Nope. Unless we're at a folk festival for four days. Even Even then we didn't smell. We were quite fragrant, weren't Mm -hmm. we? Sorry, quick swig of wine. (laughs) (laughs) You may also hear, apart from me swigging wine, that we have a dog in the room. Yes, we have a special guest. Yeah, called Toby. And just before we started recording, she was flouncing, going, (sighs) on the sofa. So you may hear from time to time. We will not edit her out. (laughs) She is an added bonus. She may have opinions. She may not. Yeah. She's sleeping at the moment, but we haven't started playing any music yet. She'll be raving along with us. Absolutely. Yeah. So, 
that's all of our news. <laughs> On with the show. If you've never joined us before, what you need to know is that we play seven different Eurovision songs based on seven different categories. What are the first three, Ryan? Please explain in detail. So in detail, yeah. the first three are from different periods in Eurovision history. We start with a song from the last five years, then a song from five to 15 years, which is 2009 to 2018. And thirdly, an archive track, which is anything pre-2009. And let's be honest, it's usually from 2005 or 2003, two of my favourite Eurovision years. I think we've played everything from 2003 <laughs> at this we point. We just about have. <laughs> we just about have. The second three categories will be a UK entry, a song that failed to make it past the semi-finals. You know those bangers that you get angry about, like, why didn't they get through? What do you mean it wasn't 11th, it was 15? And then the Juice Award for an act that never got to Eurovision, but we think should have done. And then we hand over to the randomizer. What is the randomizer, Ryan? A big, shiny machine mm. that just decides what year and then what number track we're going to play. <gasps> so it could be anything. It could be anything. That sounds dangerous. It's usually bad, but very not chosen by us. Very not chosen by <laughs> us. <laughs> yep, I said what I said. <laughs> yeah. I said what I said. I said what I said. Good. So I think it's time to get on with the show. But before we start, as ever, it's time to listen to that familiar, cosy, lovable, nostalgic anthem. Now, I'm sure you want to find out what track we're playing first from the last five years. Do you not? Yes. I'm <laughs> dying to find out what it is. Well, you're going to be excited. We saw this person perform this track twice live this year. Ooh. I know. This is no less than the song Adrenalina by Senhit. And this represented San Marino in 2021 and featured a very exciting guest appearance by Flo Rida. Let's go.
gasoline, kerosene, stop, drop, roll. I can't blame it on the stove. 911, when she coming down the pole. Heavy like flames when we touch, can't get enough. We get ignited, so excited, you can feel a rush. Like pile fire, more fire when we in the club. Put on my lighter, got the heat, she got me burning up. So that was Senhit and Florida with Adrenalina. Thoughts? It's just bonkers, isn't it? <laughs> that performance certainly was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the thing is, if you were to be like, right, so this there's going to be a song that's going to have an American artist on it. Mm. Name the artist, guess the country. You'd have a thousand guesses and you wouldn't guess Florida for San Marino. Yeah. Ever. No. It's just bonkers. Yeah. But something about it works... And it's because Senhit is brilliant. Like, there's something about her yeah. that I don't know her. I've never met her. I've seen her live twice now. But even watching that, I was like, I would die for you. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say the two live performances that we saw, perhaps because we were really close up to her, she was way better than she was in that Eurovision final. Yeah. I felt she was a bit lost in the staging. She was stuck on that revolving stage for too long yeah. with those dancers who were weirdly dressed. And it compromised her strength because she's a solo performer. I mean, she's fine with Flo Rida. I'm not criticising Flo Rida being there at all. That really added to it, actually. But I think you mean she's like a club performer. Like, she feeds off the crowd. Yeah. She gets a crowd absolutely well, going and the people in the arena probably were off their tits on her energy yeah I mean at the Melfest weekend she just completely stole the show mm. um, she sang Adrenalina and she sang Freaky yeah and she was just so good I think she sang both again at the London Eurovision party yeah she? yeah she did yeah and it was immaculately turned out as well with the, with the, but didn't a wig come off with yeah she did like a barrel roll <laughs> I think she rolled over yeah and her because I didn't realize well I think you can th- realise it's a wig quite easily. Yeah. But yeah, the whole thing just came off and she just like whipped it back on really quickly. Before I could see, you told me it had happened. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. But really worthy entrant for San Marino. I mean, since when has San Marino had a good entry as this? Honestly. I know. I was trying to think about like the last two years since then. No, it's only been one, hasn't it? Yeah, one. Yeah. No, two. No, two. Because this was 21. Because there was the weird cowboy, you know, the bondage cowboy one. Wasn't that San Marino? The guy on the Bucking Broncos? Yes. Yeah. And that didn't get to the finale. No. And this year it didn't get through, but I'm trying to remember what it was. was it one oh, of, of course, it was Pete Jacks, wasn't it? Yes. Like an animal. But, I mean, she's just head and shoulders above any of that crap. Mm. Amazing. We love Senhit. Do you want to know a bit more about her? Yeah, let's go for it. Okay. So she was born in 79, which makes her 44 soon. Later mm-hmm. in the year. Um, she'd hate me saying that. She's 43 now. <laughs> <laughs> she was meant to represent San Marino in 2020 with Freaky, but of course the contest was cancelled. Yeah. Also a good song. What position did she come 
in 2021. I remember Flo Rida looking really upset. Ah, really? Yeah, because yeah, I, I think he was like, well, I'm here, so we're going to win. I, I think it was top of the right-hand side, so maybe like 18. No, it was 22nd. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think it just comes over that night. It was such a good song, but um, yeah, it didn't do great, did it? I wonder what position it was sung from. So we've just checked, and it was the last song. So no wonder it got lost. Ah, yeah. The Curse of Last. It's as, almost as bad as The Curse of Second. The Curse of Last Place. It's not a good position to sing from, as, as May Muller discovered to her cost mm. this year. Yes. It's not a good place to be. So Sen Hit sung in 26th. Yeah. So she's Italian. She was born and raised in Bologna. And her parents were Eritrean. Trying to remember where Eritrea is. I feel like I should know, but I don't. It's somewhere in Africa, but that's obvious. She performed in various musicals like Fame, The Lion King, and Hair in Switzerland and Germany before she embarked on her Eurovision journey. Wasn't she in Eurovision before, though? Before 2020, 2021? Yes, she was. Um, in 20. 20- 11, she represented San Marino with the song Stand By, but it was 16th out of 19 in the semi-finals. Ouch. So it did really quite badly. But undeterred, of course, she came back later on. One thing that I think is really cool that she did on the lead up to Rotterdam when she was going to represent San Marino with Freaky was that she released monthly covers of previous winning and non-winning <laughs> Eurovision songs. And we're going to hear a bit of one from that year now, from 2021. This was her version of Cheesecake, which was sung by Teo from Belarus. Once I gave you one more chance, you showed me dance. But I'm not Patrick Swayze, you're not Jennifer Grey. She's just fun. Oh, she's great. She's great. And I think even the list of songs she chose tells me that, you know, she should be my mate, our mate. Yeah. I mean, she chose Every Way That I Can by Sir Tap Erina, Ding A Dong by Teaching, (laughs) Rise Like a Phoenix, Conchita, Toy by Netta, Golden Boy by Nadav Gersh. Really fun songs to reimagine and present. And the effort to put them as music videos and to, you know, do her versions of them. Mm. So they're all on YouTube. Go check them out. Great fun, but my favourite was cheesecake. So <laughs> that's why we included that there. Yeah. So would we like to see Sen Hit back to perform for San Marino? Absolutely. Yeah. And if failing that, I just want to see her at every Eurovision party ever. I know. I would always book Because she absolutely got the crowd going, didn't she? Every time. And she just looks so immaculate and she's just on point. She knows what she's doing. And as you say, she feeds off the crowd. Yeah. She just needed to be freed of that revolving stage those weird dancers, and just sing it out there with Flo Rider on the stage there. And I think it would have done better. Mm. But of course, also not singing last, which I yeah. fear is a topic we may come back to later in this, this actual episode. Ooh, early theme. Yes. <laughs> so where are we going next? 
And who are we going with? So up next is our five to 15 years. And we're heading to Iceland in 2014. And we've got a song called No Prejudice by Polypunk. Polypunk with no prejudice. What did we think? I like that. I don't know that very well. Do you not? No. Okay. But I don't understand why. I feel like I should know it better. You ought. I ought. I think less of you for not knowing it. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have several things to say about this one. I did enjoy it at the time. What position, before I hold forth on Polypunk, what position do you think it placed on the night? I'm going to say middle ish of the table, so maybe. 19? 19's not middle when there's 24 in the final. Oh, no, wait. Then 12th. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I felt it should have done better than that. I remember on the night we were thinking, oh, it was way better. Where's that one gone? Mm. But they did sing from 4th, which is too early in the show. Too yeah. Early. Now, I've always called this the rancid piss song 
Because it sounds like they're singing about rancid piss. And I've only just worked out it's the bit where they say tolerance is bliss. So they pronounce tolerance as tolerance. And they say it so quickly that bliss becomes piss. So tolerance (laughs) is piss. I've always thought it was rancid piss. So, yeah. Two very different, like, interpretations there. (laughs) I'll give you that. But I've always called it the rancid piss song. (laughs) Wow. I know. So it's actually a song about a kid who stuttered. I got it wrong there. <laughs> you stuttered when you yes. said it. It's about a kid who stuttered, 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 and how it should be okay. It doesn't matter that he stutters because he's an amazing, beautiful human being. And yes. we should stop being prejudiced about things like that. But that's what specifically it's about. I do love its message of love, particularly when they spelled out the letters love at the love end. Love with their body. I know. And I especially like the guitar player who's got one arm over the other and then his leg out know, <laughs> to meet the last pitch with the, the e. e. Yeah, that's, that's just genius. It reminded me somehow of They Might Be Giants. It is that sort of... Yeah, They Might Be Giants slash the Mighty Boss Tones and things like that. That sort of American sort of... Not Scar, but sort of that band. Yeah. Yes. That sort of thing. I agree. I did like all their different coloured outfits. Yeah, they all had a bold single colour suit on. They did. Now, fun fact for you. Mm -hmm. The guy in pink... I don't think you call them Mr. Pink, like in Reservoir Dogs. I think you call him Polo, Polo Pink. Because all of them were like Polo, which is Rascal. Oh, okay. So they were Rascals. The Pink color. Rascal. The Pink Rascal. Um, he was originally the Green Rascal, but he kept disappearing when they did the video shoots and TV because green is this, the colour they use for colour separation. Uh, <laughs> right, green screen. Yes. <laughs> I showed my age by calling it colour separation overlay there. Yes. <laughs> colour separation overlay, I think you'll find... I could have said chroma key as well, but I didn't. Enough of that. Um, yeah, he was green, so then he changed to pink. And I think pink works much better. Absolutely. So, what did you think of their performance? I thought it was really good. I, like I said, I, it should be better known. Mm. More of a staple of Eurovision parties or playlists and things like that. I would agree. So this was at the 2014 Eurovision. We we're just talking about Teo and Cheesecake. I think it's performed immediately after Cheesecake, actually. Weirdly, yeah. So a bit more about Polapunk, or Polapunk, um, founded in 2006 by singer, oh, here we go, Heido Om Christiansen and lead guitarist Harolde Freya Gislason, both the rock band Bodnerja. <coughs> they were studying to work as teachers, and they wanted to create music which could be enjoyed by both children and their families. Wow. Yes. And it was their graduation project from the Iceland University of Education to create this album, which was called Polarpunk. And then it led ultimately to more people joining the band and then they released a second album and it all just ballooned from there. Mm. Now, they said at the time that because they were all white and heterosexual, it was important that they pointed out the injustices in the world. And I guess that's because they were from the position of ultimate privilege. But mm-hmm. I don't quite buy that argument. <laughs> I think it would have been better if they'd all been diverse i don't know i kind of get what they're saying it's sort of the white savior thing isn't it it is a bit. It is good that they say it or it's at least good that they recognize, recognize it yeah it, yeah mm-hmm. but, mm, mm, mm. anyway bunk and no prejudice oh yeah what position do you think it qualified in the semi-final fifth it was eighth in the semi-final and as we said 15th in the final but it got about, about the same points 58 and 61 so 
wasn't far off. But I think a fun entry from Iceland. You can always rely on something different, different, can't you? Yes. Such a diverse range of contestants. They're not contestants. This isn't a participant quiz show. <laughs> um, representatives, singers. Let's call them tributes. <laughs> Let's not call them. <laughs> Let's go full on Hunger Games. No. <laughs> Let's not. Our next category is the over 15 years ago slot. So that's anything from before 2009. And we are hurtling back in time to 1991. That fateful night when someone decided it would be a good idea to give that terrible Italian man presenting duties. <laughs> yeah, this is because the randomizer sent us there. Was it last episode? It was. And we're I was like, like oh, but that's a good one. We haven't had that one. <laughs> yeah. Now we have had a song from this singer before. We are talking of Carola, no less, or as we said, Carola, Carola, Carola Hagfist. And this is her winning entry from 1991, which was Fonga of Enstormwind.
so that was Carola with Fongon Aven Stormwind. I can speak Swedish. I know that means captured in, well, it means a storm wind, but she changed it in English to captured in a love storm. Don't know why. Because really that should be an Alskad something. <laughs> Alskad wind. Good. <laughs> yes, I know. Also, I can use a sentence which has got Fonga in it. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Spindel. No, wrong way. Let's <laughs> start again. Katen. Funga spindeln. Spindeln. What does that mean? It means we have to apologise to all our Swedish listeners. It does. I'm but sorry, it Swedish also listeners. Translated means the cat catches the spider. Ah. Yes. But um, yes, funga captured. So we're captured. Funga is capture. I know all of the Swedish now. Have you know? So I think when she did the reprise, when she won, she sang a bit of it in English. Ah, okay. Yes. Interesting. I know. But was it an easy win for her? Do you remember? I remember we watched that 91 show on Eurovision again. We did. It was a painful one. Yes. And I remember when it came, this one came on, you messaged me, because we were watching it separately, and you messaged me and you saying, well, this one wins, didn't you? Yeah. Not knowing, even at the time, yeah. this was in my baby Eurovision stage. Yeah, you didn't know anything. I did not know who what a Corolla was. <laughs> no. But I was like, well, this is clearly the winner. <laughs> yeah, and it cle- but it wasn't a clear winner. Well, it may not have been, but... Do you I- know how many points it won by? One. No. Three. No. None? None, exactly. It was but of the 12s? Yeah. It was. The first and last time it's ever happened in Eurovision history. It was a rule that was introduced in 1969 after four, count them, different countries were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they introduced this rule that the one with the most 12s would win. Yeah. And they needed to institute it in this year in 91. But because they had that idiot guy Ugh. presiding, Frank Neff had to, the adjudicator, he had to get involved and make it clear who'd won. And yeah, there was a controversy. But do you remember the other singer? No. Uh, Amina from France, very good song, which, yeah, got the same points, 146, but she had fewer 12 points. So Carola was duly announced as the winner and she came running out onto the stage. How she ran. So let's talk about the performance. Yeah, so it's in that horrible staging area again. <laughs> yes. That's which all. we've talked about far too many we times. Have, so. But she comes out with loads of energy, mm. comes out of the little casino. Yeah. And she's got two backing dancers who are businessmen ballerinas. Businessmen ballerinas, exactly that. There's one point where they do that big fame leap across the air, which yeah. makes you realise they're ballerinas. They're not just dancers. They yeah. are properly trained people. But there was one point when they go, look at my arms, which was a good move. I think I might incorporate that into all... On the dance floor. Yeah. Look at my arms. Look at my arms. Yeah. Here are my arms. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll we'll all look forward to that. Yeah. It was so much energy, wasn't it? There was so much energy. She was doing so much dancing and singing flawlessly. Mm-hmm. And not just singing, but like properly singing. Yeah, you could see it going from a diaphragm. It was like the way she held it in her throat as well. And she yeah. was singing those notes. Honestly, one of the best ever singers at Eurovision. And there was one, there was a woo after the first chorus. Yeah. When you, you know she's just relaxed into it. And yeah. She's like, this is my element. Yeah. I'm in complete control here. And you're like, I believe that. Yeah. So, fun performance. Now, I, I might have shared this story before, I don't know. I watched this Eurovision at my first year at university in Exeter. And I sat there with three or four other people who, who all, we were all pretending we didn't want to watch Eurovision, but we were all sat in this lounge <laughs> in, the, in the hall of residence watching it. And every, I don't know where all of my other friends were, but, but we all five of us were kind of like independently trying not to enjoy it while enjoying it. 
too cool to enjoy it but actually enjoying yeah, it at the same time yeah yeah one of those so that was my first trip at university and i remember being quite pleased that that corilla won because i thought it was a good song yeah by eurovision standards but being quite sad about samantha janice failing mm-hmm. yeah. although now seventh place would be celebrated wouldn't it absolutely or eight, eight yeah or whatever it was yes now i've got something to share with you and that is the lyrics for fongold mm-hmm. and stormfind are you ready yeah and this is just all off the top of your head. I can just translate Swedish now. <laughs> so the first bit goes, oh yeah, whoa, 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 whoa. That was good translating, wasn't it? So, Jaka Eldrig slutat tro. I have never stopped believing. I could translate that. It gets a bit hotter after that. That after every night the dawn awaits, although I can't understand, then there is time for laughter. When I start again, feel a scent of a calm ocean. Suddenly... I'm standing in a living hurricane. Oh, gosh. That's quite a lot, isn't it? Bless her. I'm caught in a storm wind. Yes, you are. Fixed for you. Nothing can stop me. When it blows in my heart, captured by a whirlwind, night and day, here is only you and me and the light that the sky left behind. You were very excited when you heard Night and Day and you could translate that. <laughs> what was <his> night fun? <laughs> Nat or dach. <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Sad, really. <laughs> Our attempts to learn Swedish on Duolingo are, let's say, limited. <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm, th- what, four months in now? I should be much better than this. We know a lot about foil padders, don't we? Yes. <laughs> I learned today, my favourite new word today was Osthevel, which is cheese slicer. Oh, cheese razor. <laughs> the cheese razor. <laughs> I love that. That's so important to Swedish culture that it's one of the words you learn so early on. An Ostheval. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. As was Corolla. Brilliant entry. Brilliant song. Yes, very 90s. And it was very... Well, it was quite odd dancing, really. But it was fun, wasn't it? Yeah. I reckon she's got to be at 2024, don't you think? At the finale? How do you mean? Singing? Oh, yes, she will be. She part better of, be. Yeah, part of the yeah. interval act. That's Just what I'm as long at. as fucking ABBA aren't there. And all this bollocks about this conspiracy. ABBA are less celebrated Eurovision-wise than Corolla. She's been there three times. I know. She's way more important. Yeah. Yeah, as is Charlotte. Pirelli. Absolutely. Yeah. She's been there twice. How many times have I been there? Once. Well, no, they did. They try. tried again. They tried before. They tried before. With Ring Ring. But these other people have been there. Yeah, they have. Multiple times. Yeah. So, no. Not having it. Not having it. <laughs> Abra like the fourth or fifth or sixth most celebrated. <gasps> wow. You heard it here first. I've on, decided. On Eurovision yeah. Queens. Yeah. <laughs> try and fight me on it. I dare you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Eurovision Queens. Why not come and have a conversation with us on Twitter at EuroQueensPod? Or if you're on Instagram, we're Eurovision Queens, where we're uploading lots of very exciting reels. On both of those, there's also a link in our bio to our Spotify playlist for everything that we've played in the show so far. Back to the show. So we're back from our break. We haven't been fighting about Ryan's ABBA declaration because I agree with him. (laughs) (laughs) Queen Carola. We're back for a song yet again from 2014. I hadn't realised we'd done this. This 
was the song that was sung last on the night. Oh, no. I know. (laughs) UK singing last. That's a recipe for success, Uh, Yeah, that can only go well. That can only go well. (laughs) A May, A, A. This is Children of the Universe that was sung by Molly for the UK back in 2014. (laughs) Like a bitter pill, but I'll just wash it down with the taste of something sweet that some doctor gave me now. And this is a madness. I'm not giving in. We're shining like diamonds. We fight in our bones. Standing beside you, I'm the feeling that I'll never walk alone. So that was Molly Smitten Downs, to give her a full name, Ooh. with Children of the Universe. Thoughts? Have you never heard that before? I've rarely heard it. I've never heard that before, and I'll tell you what, the verses are shit. Okay. If it, Like, the chorus and the bridge are pretty good. Her yeah. voice is exceptional. It's good, isn't it? There's just no verses in They're there. terrible, aren't they? The first verse particularly was awful. Yeah. And it's like, all right, shall I... Go and make a cup of tea while you decide to start this song or something. I feel the same. I felt the same at the time. 
However, that was the first time you saw that. Do you think that it was regarded as a good UK entry? Probably not. No. No, you're wrong. It was regarded as one of the contest favourites in 2014. Really? Yes. But 2014 is Conchita, is it not? No, that's 2015, I think. Yeah. I don't... I feel like that stage is Conchita. We pause while we research on the spot. So, yeah. So, a quick pause for research. You were right. I was wrong. 2014 was Conchita. Okay. What do you want? I can't remember what point I was trying to make. It was about the staging? Oh, no, no. That was it. You said that Molly was well-regarded going in. Yeah. But surely Conchita was just... No. No, because everyone thought that the, the prejudice within Europe that Conchita wouldn't do well. Really? Yeah, including Conchita. Really? Yes. So there was quite a lot of surprise and shock when it won. They knew it should. Oh, okay. But Fair. they thought that it wouldn't because of that. But Molly performing her heart out in last place, it was never going to go anywhere. It just shows if you got that last place, you're fucked, basically. I feel like there are a few too many things thrown at it at the same time because she's got this sort of Mother Earth warrior look going on, including yeah. this massive thing painted on her palm. I thought she'd hurt herself to begin with when I first saw it. I thought she'd, she'd burnt herself on an iron or something. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like... Oh, wait, you've not seen Home Alone, have you? No. When one of the burglars burns his hand on the door handle. Oh, okay. It looks like that on both yeah. hands. Is it racial appropriation? It feels a bit racial or a bit like over-the-top stigmatas or something. It's just... <laughs> It's a lot. <laughs> it's, it's tribal-esque. Yes. Yes. Yeah, expected to do really well. What position did it come? 20. 20, no, 17th. Okay. So not too bad, considering... For, for the UK at that time. For the UK around that time. Not bad. Pretty darn good, yes. My favourite part was when I said right at the beginning, I was like, I feel like there's going to be a shower of pyrotechnics towards the end and there and was bang on cue <laughs> absolutely yes i thought the staging was good perhaps a bit too much i thought the singing that she did was good but the song it left me cold at the time at least leaves me cold now it's it's too much of a deliberate song for your very by numbers isn't it it is but it was her own it was her own composition she said she'd only do eurovision if it was her own composition so she turned it down to begin with and then when they said well you can sing your own song they were like well okay i will do it but it didn't do well as people expected but i think they maybe got stuck on that chorus but you need more than a chorus yeah you need a whole song yeah you at least need a decent verse yeah agreed yeah So that was Molly with Children of the Universe. We're going to move straight on with a semi-final exit track. This was sung back in 2005. What a shock. One of my favourite years. (laughs) This was for Belarus. And it's the unlikely named Angelica Agabash with the song... Love Me Tonight. Give 
So what did you make of Angelica Agabash? <laughs> I didn't love her tonight. <laughs> did you not? No. Um, she's quite shouty. She's very shouty, isn't she? I'm imagining this is better on the studio recording that you will have listened to a lot on CD. Yeah, let's possibly. Listen, let's listen to a bit of it now to see how different it is. So our beautiful, nay gorgeous listeners will have heard the version from YouTube, which is a little bit more disco-y. It is. Um, it's softer Vocally it's a bit softer Yes Not 100% softer No she's still quite a shouty singer She's got quite a nasal quality But in her semi-final performance back in 2005 Very shouty Not the best Yeah 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 She has lots of out- Our dog's making lots of noises Shut up Toby It's a snoring dog <laughs> Lots of outfit reveals that were inspired apparently by Mary N, who won for Latvia in 2002. Okay. She wanted to do lots of costume reveals. She had choices as to what song to sing. She won for Belarus in their national final, and then they decided that the song wasn't right. So she, she chose a brand new song, mm-hmm. Love Me Tonight, and she picked it out of two or three. I think whatever you pick, if your voice isn't there, love... Yeah. Not going to happen. What position do you think it came on the night in the semi-final? Is this when there was one semi-final? Yes, when they all had to somehow push through. <laughs> so how many would have gone through in that? Ten, but I'm probably out of about 25. I'm going to imagine she was probably 17th. Gosh. So it was 13th out of 25. Oh, okay, so it only just missed out. It then. only just missed out, yeah. Absolutely. That's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, I think that was on strength of performance alone, was it not? For the costume reveals. Yes, absolutely. We should describe the um, the costume reveals. So the first one, she's in a very big, sil- shiny gold, silvery thing where you know there's going to be a reveal. Mm. And a little crown. Yeah. So she's already got a crown on, she which has. is always bad luck. Always bad luck, we know this. And then that gets whipped off yeah. to reveal a blue and gold regal gown, mm-hmm. which she does a lot of work around the stage in. Yeah. And she's being, she has these satellites running around her who are these sort of like Prince Charming-esque modern romantic mm. guys. And she's got little hand necklaces on. Is that what they're called? I don't know what they'd be called, but you know, like rings on your fingers with chains all over and yeah. stuff. I'll let you off. So I'm going to call them hand necklaces. Yeah. And then there's a very obvious final reveal, which they led up to for far too long, which was a gold cat suit. Yeah. Which, when it goes full disco. Which was then lent to Ireland for this year's final. <laughs> With no alterations to it. No alterations. Which no explains room. the camel toe. Oh, let's not say that anymore. The moose knuckle. Oof. So, <laughs> lest we forget who else didn't go through in the 2005 semi-final I have to just mention it once more Donna and Joe with Love who we had a few weeks ago oh yeah and also my all-time favourite non-qualifier If I Had Your Love by Selma from Iceland oh yeah see that one definitely deserves to go through was that one Angelica Agabash beat that by two places oof yeah I know I think the main reason I liked her was just because she was called Angelica Agabash because it sounds so pushy Agabash Agabash she would have a bash She's kind of like a dynasty character who kind of can't sing that well, but she's got enough money that she's allowed to go on the stage at Las Vegas and sing. And everyone just Yeah, she's a real housewife of Eurovision or that sort of... Yeah, there's a vibe there, isn't there? Yeah. But no one actually will tell her that she actually can't sing because she's she's pretty. (laughs) 
like to the beat yeah good rhythm yeah exactly yeah definitely i thought it was fun i like the beat so bless her but um yes she did she do belarus proud let's say she did but she did not qualify in 2005 we did not get to see her shout again in the final but it's still a memorable track unfortunately it's, it's not on spotify oh shame how <laughs> can't believe you dissing angelica What's the next category, Ryan? So up next, we've got the Juice Award. I need you to go to Eurovision. We have played this song before on the podcast, have we not? Well, we have, but we've also played a Juice Award from this year. <gasps> from this... Controversy. From this finale. So this is our second Juice Award. Wow. Yeah. From Melody Grand Prix, the final. 2023. 2023. Norway. Yes. This was a brilliant, brilliant track. It's by the artist Aline Thorpe, and it's called... Not Meant To Be. I wrote you this song, I know, so much for so long, and trying to lay low, guess I never learned.
I'd forgotten how bloody good that was. I had not forgotten how bloody good that was because I had it on my playlist for most of January, February, March. (laughs) Brilliant song. And she performs it with such a tack. And she's a great performer on the stage, isn't she? Yeah, there's such a rawness to it. Yeah. She seems really sort of prim and proper, but when she performs it, she's quite down and dirty, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, there's something about it. Yeah. Now, when Second Cherry come to their Norway episode... They will probably choose Ulrika Brandstorp and Honestly as their second cherry for Norway. Which makes sense, because it came second. Yes, and we loved it. Yes. But I wouldn't blame them if they chose Aline Thorpe and not meant to be, because it's such a good track. But this came, like, fourth or fifth, didn't it? Sixth, I think it was. Sixth? Yeah. But we had it placing second, I think, when we did our scoring. Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. we definitely did. Yeah. We loved it so much. We had it on our Melody Grand Prix episode. So powerful, fun, great pop song. And it only gets better the more you hear it as well. Yes, yeah. So keep listening to it. <laughs> You'll get into it. If you're not into it yet, you will I think be. that was probably part of the issue, though, is it, it took two or three listens. Right. Whereas Queen of Kings, is that what of it was course, called? Of course, yes. Yeah. Which was the one that actually went through. <laughs> I was really like, struggling to remember. But wasn't it such a strong year for Melody Grand Prix? Uh, there's like, lots of other songs I like. The whole finale was as strong as Melody Festival in. Yeah. There was one song that I didn't like that much. Yeah. And that was... Was that, was that the jazz folky? Yeah. Like the sort of, um, Prohibition. Prohibition one. Yeah. Yeah. It, I didn't even... I didn't mind it. Yeah. The one that I really didn't like was the ballad. The guy... Oh, the guy... Yes, the that guy was the only was, one that I've really just he was desperate masterpiece. To... Was it masterpiece? Yeah, masterpiece. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't much care for that one, but I still had it on the playlist. I yeah. think. I think you made a playlist of all of them. I think I did in preparation for the <gasps> finale. I think we need to try and get to Melody Grand Prix as well. Th- as well. Well, it's possible. I've got work coming up in Norway again. Yeah, just have to have the right time, right week. So love you, Aline Thorpe. Brilliant. Don't stop making music. Enter Rowdy Grand Prix Well, and this is the thing as well. Is I think she'd not made music for a long time. There had been a gap, hadn't there? There'd yeah, been an and this, this is sort of like her return to I music. So... I was like, I was hungry for more. Yeah. So her first single was back in 2013, which was called The Game. And her debut album, Mirror's Edge, was released on label Beyond Records. Um, but yeah, she came back to perform in Melody Grand Prix this year with a song not meant to be. But yeah, ended up sixth. But it doesn't sound like there's anything happened since then. But then it was only earlier this year. We'll let her off. Yeah. January in Norway sounds cold if they always have it in January. <laughs> oh, February. February it was the end of. Start I'm off. sure we'll find a way to warm up. Oh. <laughs> eyebrows, listeners. Eyebrows. Naughty man. I'm talking about whiskey. Of course you are. <laughs> so we've made it through our six songs and if you stayed with us you've made it through two well done that only remains the randomizer oh dear oh dear because it's been a really good episode up to this point you think i think so okay. i think that's been some good strong hitters predominantly women again <laughs> what a surprise so what's your prediction going in what year i really want it to be 2010 onwards yeah, it's not what you want it to be, it's what you think it'll be. Let's go 94. Okay. I weirdly think it's going to be 91 again. I think they're... F- we're both in the 90s. with Rome again. Go on then. Let's see. Oh, it was 90s. 99! <laughs> 1999. Ooh. Now, I don't think 99 is a good year. 
So unless we're really lucky, I think we've got something. The last time we went to 1999 was the rap with the randomizer was that Journey to Jerusalem song from Surprise that we hated. Oh God, we've done really well that year. Yeah. We've got Precious, Say It Again, which we've already played. Yeah. 1999, of course. Oh, winner? The winner is Charlotte Nielsen. Yeah. As she was then. Let's hope it goes for that. Unlikely. Yeah. So there were 23 songs that year. We're now going to generate one of those. Fifteen. <gasps> what? what? I checked the order. What's fifteen? Fifteen's I just reading. It's not. Take me to your heaven. It is. <laughs> That's insane. That's the second time the randomizer has chosen the winner. Wow. So two Swedish winners in one episode. I know. I'm okay Gosh. with that. Okay. Well, we can't argue with the randomizer, can we? No. Randomizer so is unlikely. law. That was so unlikely, <laughs> but there it is. It's nice that we don't fudge this either, and that is the truth. Mm-hmm. The reality. Two Swedish legends in one episode. No. I think we've got our title though. Swedish legends <laughs> and last places.
So we just watched Charlotte Pirelli. We watched the performance twice, didn't we? We watched the performance when she sang in the 15th and her winning reprise. Yeah. What do we think of her performance? We just love it, don't we? Well, we love her. I don't know whether I love the performance entirely. Well, so listening to it twice in a row, I realised why it's so weird. Because the song's weird for, like, especially 1999. Yes. It's got all those elements of a Christmas UK song. Yeah. It's got like that raspy saxophone yeah. and bells. Yes, it has. So it, it's a Christmas song. It is. It's a, a UK Christmas song. It is, isn't it? But also somehow Swedish Schlager as well. And it's a weird mix of yeah. things. Yeah. I didn't like it at the time. But yeah. when I remember when she performed it again at the end, I was thinking, well, yeah, you know, she did, it was good. Hmm. But I thought it was a weird arrangement. It of was songs, a callback yeah. to something days gone by. Yeah, even then. Yes, even twenty four years ago. Yeah, it felt twenty four years old or something. Like yeah, that. it felt old. It's like mid to late seventies. Yeah, that sort of definitely. But those sort of songs that have become yeah. timeless Christmas. And can songs. I tell you something else? I really hated. Have a guess. Not the outfit. The outfit. Honestly, those those low waisted, horrible, purpley pink, pink trousers yeah. with a really bad sort of like ankle yeah. on those high heels and then that horrible misshapen sprayed on sprayed on top where you could see the fleshy bits which were kind of a bit wrinkly and one of her boobs looked bigger because there's the pink splash across them made her boob look outsized compared to the other one so she looks all out of proportion and then she's got that terrible wet look hair that never looks good wow how does it really feel I just don't like See, I I can't help but... Because I've come from it from the other angle. Like, I already saw this in Love, Love, Peace, Peace. Right. When they're like... She dressed An epic that. costume yeah. or yeah. an epic yeah. whatever they say. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, that's what that is. Like, right. then seeing this afterwards, because obviously Love, Love, Peace, Peace is yeah, like... because Petra Meda wore it, didn't she? She wore the hell out of it, didn't yeah. she? yeah. And performed out of it. So, yeah. So, I knew it from that first. Mm. And watching that hundreds of times. So, I was like, oh, that's that. Did you so, only just realise that now? No. Oh, when right. I saw it okay. initially, whenever it was. Yeah. But, yeah. It was like... So, I kind of love it because of the ridiculousness of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm an absolutely a worthy winner. No question. But... This was when Eurovision was old-fashioned. It still hadn't caught... This was... I see 1999 as kind of the last year, or 2000, the last year of, like, old Eurovision. Um, there was a shift, wasn't there? Yeah. And then I feel like there was a bit of an identity crisis. It was always two things until it then settled in the early 2010s. Well, yeah, well, Lorene was a huge part of that with Euphoria yeah. in 2012. But I think 2001, going to the big stadiums... Yeah. But 2001 was too big. Yeah. 2002 was too small. 2003 was, you'll never guess, just right. The sweet spot. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's a period of years, 2003 to 2007, which I think are just amazing. And then we have 2011. No, not 11. 2010 is good because that's satellite, isn't it? Mm. And then 2012 on. And 2012 is the rebirth and leading up to now and what it is now. Yeah. But I, I see... 20- Bookended by Lorene. But I see this 2016 as a rebirth. The Stockholm contest, I thought, was amazing. Mm. It's, it feels like a very long time ago. I would not want to take the win away from Sweden or Charlotte, but it's not my favourite song, I have to say. Wow. I feel like I've betrayed someone I love. But we have done... Have we had it on in The Secret Garden? I think we have, yeah. But I think maybe it was in Swedish, which we heard a bit of there. Yeah. So we couldn't, like, belt it out. We could pretend enough to it. 
And everyone else was like, how do you know this? this? (laughs) (laughs) How do you know the Swedish version? Oh, because we're good at lip syncing. Yeah. Like all good gays. (laughs) (laughs) So that was it. That was our episode. Thank you to the randomizer for that, that gem at the end there. Lots of fun to get that one. It could have been so much worse given how bad that 1999 year was. I remember watching that in your flat in Warwick and being like, oh my God, this is not a good year. Yeah. But what was your favorite song from this episode? Oof. I think I'm going to go with Adrenalina. Are you really? Yeah. Gosh. Because that's the one I've seen live the most. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> going to go for, don't you? You're going to go Not Meant to Be. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I why I didn't go with that I one. I wondrous. that for you. Alina Thorpe. Yeah. But fun packed episode perhaps not as much variety as we needed as you said all female singers two Swedish legends yeah and two people who had the misfortune of performing last in the running order and therefore didn't do as well as they should have done yes Mm. until next time we have been Andy and Ryan we are your Eurovision queens on Twitter, you can contact us at EuroQueensPod. It's not called Twitter anymore. I refuse to call it X. Continue. <laughs> on Insta- Sorry, I was like, yeah. On Instagram, we're EurovisionQueens. On email, EurovisionQueens at gmail.com. And our Spotify playlist is EurovisionQueens, where it's absolutely everything we've ever played. Yeah. That is on Spotify. Yeah, ever-expanding gloriousness. Yeah, we would like to hear from you. Please do rate us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Please do leave reviews. We'd love other people to find us. We keep being told, oh, it's we love your podcast. It's like, well, tell us someone else about it. And send us your bonkers recommendations. Yeah. And any accommodation offers for Malmo. Yeah, please, come on. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We'll give you money. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. Oi, bitches. You've been listening to Eurovision Queens. If you enjoyed the episode, I know that Andy and Ryan would love to hear from you on email, Twitter or Instagram. Better still, why not leave them a review on Apple Podcasts so that other Eurovision fans can find them. 